I know Thor personally. He's provided pro bono support to FSU cancel culture victims, that's the Free Speech Union, um, since we launched. And he'd like to connect with you, especially if you run a business and you're firefighting in challenging times. Because when Thor isn't supporting members of the Free Speech Union in the eye of a Twitter storm, he helps businesses through rough times. For example, an SME facing 20% redundancies worked with Thor and within four months landed £20.4 million worth of new contracts, avoided redundancies and secured a 10-year project pipeline. Thor's included a personal note in this ad for you, London Calling listener. Are you the London caller who's thought about getting in touch but haven't had time because you're too busy firefighting? If so, I'm talking to you. In my experience, business has been a challenging place for free thinkers since 2016. A regrettable lack of individuals able to speak their mind on many hot button issues Brexit, climate, ESG investing, or whatever diversity gruel of the day is dished up by HR. And now, in 2022, Coming out as, as a free thinker in, the bus- in a business meeting can be as risky as donning your Trump 2024 MAGA cap and heading down to the HR department. It's straight to diversity and inclusion re-education for you, matey. It is what it is, but I say let's focus on what we can control. Uh, sorry, the emphasis should be it is what it is, but I say let's focus on what we can control. After all, even in this cult culture, there are deals to be done and business missions to deliver against. As your ghost non-exec director or executive coach, I will bring positive challenge, fresh perspective and a genuine performance boost to your business. You'll be more focused and your business, whether a one-person limited company or full-blown SME, will win more deals, create more value and enjoy the process with a fellow free thinker on your team. Put my business firefighting skills to the test with a complimentary London business owner discovery call. Connect on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Thor Holt or one word and quote London calling strategy and you'll get a 100% discount on his standard discovery call value of £225. This is London Calling. London Calling. I think what my team and I have witnessed in just the last couple of hours here in Shanghai is really utterly extraordinary uh, for China. Just a couple of roads back, last night were these first flashpoints of protests in Shanghai. People gathered, uh, people were chanting things that have almost never really been heard on the streets of China. Things like, down with the CCP, down with President Xi. It's really hard to express just how unusual this is. Welcome to London Calling with me, James Dellingpole, and my very good friend, Mr. Toby Young. Tobes, uh, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've had a bit of a cold, James, which is uh, annoying. I, I, I read a spe- my Spectator column. Did you have your Did you have your your PCR test to see whether whether you had um, uh, some made up no, disease from China? I haven't. Um, but um, rather annoyingly, I did write my Spectator column this week um, about. Um, about being being a hypochondriac in spite of the fact that I am um, superhumanly healthy, and um, and and I knew that when I when I put those words on the page that I'd be bound oh to get ill as soon as it was published. Um, so yeah, so I've got uh, I've got a sort of cold and a cough, but I'm hoping I'm hoping I can shake it. I've got a we've got the Free Speech Union Christmas party on Tuesday, and then we're having a a fundraiser for the Free Speech Union on Wednesday so um, I don't want to give everyone my cold so I, I, I'm taking it easy haven't drunk anything for the last two days I've been trying to do a, a dry November 
but without much success. Uh, but I'm definitely oh. going to do dry January this year, I think. I I went to I, I took communion for the first time in in many a Sunday and um, the thoughts went through my head about about because the guy reading the lesson I reckon had <laughs> had a nasty cold and I was thinking oh I, I better get to that communion cup before he does and I was like <laughs> hang on a second hang on a second you if you've got if your immune system is working properly yep. you're not going to catch some bug from a communion cup i mean anyway god won't let it happen obviously he won't i think yeah, that, that would be working in very mysterious ways um yeah, yeah no I, I i think i do think my immune system is very robust i mean i in this article i talk about my daily regimen in which i take vitamin e vitamin d a multivitamin vitamin c you know i'm a bit well, you're, a bit, you're like me a bit like you a bit I, I think most most men when they reach our age probably do become quite superstitious about taking all these lotions and potions to ward off disease and death um and uh, but i'm I, i'm not actually 100 percent convinced that that they're effective i think the reason no i very I, rarely get ill is because i i i've got a very robust immune system and i think the reason for that is because i had incredibly negligent parents so i essentially ran wild on the streets of london from the age of about five onwards and was never properly fed you know they sent me to school without dinner money or sandwiches and you know i'd have to embark on the two mile hike to the local kind of um you know uh, failing state school um, by myself, age sort of six or seven, and you know, so I would, you know, if I saw a sweet on the ground in its wrapper, you know, or half yeah. out of its wrapper, I'd pick it up and eat it. If I saw a burger in a bin, which you know, which which only someone had only taken a bite out of, I'd, I'd finish it off. And I think that 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 has given me that exposure to a kind of tsunami of bacteria and viruses. You know, growing up has has left me with a very robust immune system. I have this theory that the best thing any parent could do for its, its for their children's health is not let them go anywhere near a doctor or a dentist for the first 20, 21 years of their life. And then they'd be sorted. They wouldn't have any jabs. They wouldn't have any, any <laughs> fillings inserted. It would be, it'd be absolutely... Um, brilliant for them. But so going back to your, going back to your pills, because I, I, I rattle um, with, with all right. the different supplements I take. And, and like you... I'm, I'm, it's more of a, a superstitious thing than anything because I'm, because I go through phases where I, I religiously take a particular pill. For example, I went through a phase where I was massively into fermented skate liver oil Correct. because it, it, it that just, sounds like a it, bush tucker trial. <laughs> yeah. It decalcifies the pineal gland and so enables you to have more, more insight and, and stuff like that. Um, but maybe, Maybe I I I sort of decalcified it enough because I've I've stopped taking that. But I but I yeah I I, I go through phases of of different. Of so different how many pills. how many different pills do you take a day? I take I take a daily, I take five daily, washed down with vitamin C, and then I have a ginger shot as well. So I, I guess I'm taking seven different things daily. I'd say probably on a good day. I mean on on a, on a, a, a proper pill packing day, I'd be up to about fifteen different different types of wow. pills I'm, I'm i'm currently taking almost nothing because i'm doing my botaco breathing which which is so effective it seems to kind of pretty much take care of you and all i'm doing at the moment is taking a bit of um zeolite do you know what zeolite is no it's a form of of, of powdery clay like stuff which um acts as a magnet you take it 
and the the heavy metals in your body bind to it supposedly and then you excrete the the, the heavy metals is this how to um, get is this how to get rid of the well, mi- microchips do, that bill gates just do, yeah, yeah well that obviously <laughs> it doesn't just do mercury it does it does <laughs> does all the the different things yeah the, the, the only problem with zeolite is it doesn't it doesn't penetrate the blood brain barrier so you can't get rid of the stuff in your brain right um, but apart from that, it's, um, so I've got a question, James, which is, um, you know, Caroline is very scathing about my daily regimen and just thinks yeah. it's just thinks it's pure snake oil. And, um, you know, and points out that if I didn't spend vast amounts of money on, you know, these kind of unbelievably expensive kind of high quality quality vitamins, so like it costs 20 quid for 100 of these vitamin E capsules. Um, yeah, we could probably have a house in the south of France by now. Uh, what I haven't the heart to tell her, James, is that sometimes I forget whether or not I've taken my daily pills or not. And so I take them again. Yes. So I'm actually taking them twice on Sundays. And I, don't, I, I know the solution. I know the obvious solution is to get one of those, you know, old people's pill boxes, which has kind of different compartments for different days of the week. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if I, I'm not quite ready to admit defeat to that extent yet. Um, that's like getting, you know, um, that's like wearing trousers with a stretchy waistband, you know, that is the or, beginning of the end. Or what about wearing glasses on a chain round your neck? James, I go. Well, I, I've, I, I used to do that, but even that wasn't good enough for me to remember my glasses because I would put, I'd take the chain off, and then I couldn't remember where it was. So now I've got glasses that clip just around underneath my chin. Um, uh, you know, they're like oh, yeah. you can open them and then close them again, and they've got a little magnetic clip in the middle. They, they, I think they're better than the glasses on a piece of string. Well, it's it. What they, you, you know, why this happens, don't you? It, it, it's, it's because when when one reaches a certain age. Um, one can't, one, one's um, eyes can't adjust to, if you're wearing glasses, but when you're younger, you can, you can look at your, look at your phone and then look into the distance without, without having to take your glasses off because you're somehow you're, um, you know, your eyes can adjust. Right. But the, uh, it, it becomes, it, it, it gets stuck after, after a while when you get, well, certainly I've reached that stage. So you keep having to take your glasses on and off, depending on whether, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. Sure, what about, no, what about I'm, bifocals, James? Have you thought about bifocals? The, well, this I've is got, what I was coming on to. Okay. So, so one's optician is very eager to persuade one to buy these, these, these bifocals. And I've and been, I've been the, persuaded. I've got two pairs of bifocals now. It's like it's like they're on a mission to make you get these things, and and I tried I tried them uh, on a holiday, and I just didn't like them. I just couldn't be doing. I'd, I'd much rather be old school and just take my glasses on and off all the time and lose them and just. But do you have do you have to have them. one pair of glasses for reading and one pair of glasses for distance? So you have to swap between the two pairs. No, no, no. Because there's the, uh, I'm I'm good at um, what am I good at? Look, I mean, I, I don't need them to read. So, really? So okay. Does that mean I'm I'm long sighted? No, yeah, short sighted. I, th- I think no. Short sighted. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, short sighted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got to, while we're on the subject of wise, I've got to tell you about the most spectacular um, victory I won the other day. Yep. Because <laughs> I think, like a lot of every husband listening to this podcast will, will will identify this that basically our wives think we are completely shit, that we are just useless in every way, and they're always looking out for more signs that we're deteriorating, or and or signs that confirm how useless we are, how we don't listen, how we don't notice anything, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. You, you with me so far? Um, I'm totally so, with you. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was, um, I was, I was having one of my, my sort of evening, evening chats with, with wife and, and um, 
she was talking about my daughter's uh, our daughter's car um, and she was um, describing its its history and she was saying yes well of course um, her her VW used to be used to belong to the local to the local um, uh, dealer you know the, the the sort of the rep for, for, for Volkswagen so he had a, had a, a had it specifically de- designed to his um, right. his, his, his needs with all these kind of bells and whistles on it and I looked at her blankly and I said I don't remember any of this and she, and she said how can you not remember this this is absolutely look do you not remember anything and, and, and she was appalled and horrified and I said wait a second you are talking about the car that I used to have which which what did indeed belong to the local rep and it did indeed have all these extras installed in it like like heated seats and stuff that's because it was my car a completely different car to the one you're talking about and it was like i i don't know how you feel when you've climbed everest or, or won <laughs> one gold at the at, at the olympics but i i imagine that i it was a bit like how mark spitz must must have felt when he won his have many many gold medals it's just it and felt that good. Is it that unusual for, for you to be able to remember something that well, uh, you, Tiffany called? No, you see, this is the thing. I'm now, I'm now concerned that all these things I'm accused of not having right. remembered because I'm going senile Maybe not not my fault at all. Maybe she's maybe, gas, maybe she's gaslighting you, James. Maybe she's, exa- exactly. This is, all, this is all preparation for moving you into a home. Yes, um, and uh, uh, you caught her out that time, but on the other occasions, you've been persuaded by her that it's you that's forgotten something. It's uh, it's 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 quite frightening. It's quite frightening. Um, but I think, given that, I, I think occasionally it's important to to remind the bros that this is this is a normal thing. This is not it's not about their marriage. It's about every marriage in the world. Yes, it's, the relationship between men and women is always the same. The woman always thinks her husband is shit. Yeah, I think that's probably true. However good yeah. he is, James. However, however, however outstanding he is in every respect. Yeah, yeah he, he, exactly. Yeah, no, well, no that's one is. A good no one point is, well made. No, no one is a hero to their wife. Um, should we hear from our first um, advertiser? Um, I, why don't we I, make I it think we should. heroes and heretics? Um, and why don't you you do the read? By now, you all know our favourite independent spirits bottler are the legends over at Heroes and Heretics, and we encourage you to join the Heroes and Heretics Collective. The Collective is a spirits club defined by its dedication to affordable luxury. Whether you're a connoisseur or simply curious, their selection of beautifully handcrafted, hand-selected and curated spirits speak for themselves. The Heroes and Heretics Collective operates an interactive forum where you can discuss trends, challenge perceptions and choose future casks for bottling. In this way, collective members are involved in the process from cask selection to bottle, making it unique in the industry. We highly recommend their latest offering, a single cask Belizean rum from their Darkwood collection. When you drink this beautiful 13-year-old liquid with a yield of only 270 bottles, wow, You'll hear the faint sound of steel drums and feel the azure water lapping at your feet as you savour the flavour of ripened sweet melon drizzled in honey and sprinkled with desiccated coconut. I'm tempted. Can't visit the Caribbean? Then have it delivered to your home. Darkwood. A single cask rum is only available from Heroes and Heretics. And to celebrate the launch of the Heroes and Heretics Collective, any listeners, 
signing up to the collective will receive free shipping and 15% off their first order. Simply use the code LONDONCALLING15 at the checkout. H-A-H-C-W-S dot com. That's H-A-H-C-W-S dot com. Excellent. Yeah. And I, I did actually check out their website the other day and it looks like they have some very good, very reasonably priced bottles of whiskey. I also look my favourite whiskey is um, Lafroig. Um, and I was thinking about buying myself a bottle of a 15 year old Lafroig for Christmas. Um, and um, uh, it's unbelievably expensive. It's like uh, it's it's like around about a hundred pounds or more. No. Yeah. What? Just the Lafroig? The, yeah. Just, and it, just... uh, this this is this is on Amazon. You know, I was hoping for like a Black Friday deal of some kind, but uh, it was too expensive. But you can get some what looked like very decent equivalent bottles of whiskey on the Heroes and Heretics website for about fifty quid. So that's uh, weird because I remember drinking um, Lafroig at Oxford, but my friend Ewan Ferguson used to used to used to always drink Lafroig, and I don't remember it being yeah i remember it being expensive because it was a single malt yeah i don't I, remember it being i remember it being in the sort of 30 quid range yeah exactly exactly it's gone up a lot um it's uh it, it seems like a, like private school fees this the, the, the price of very expensive whiskey um has gone up way beyond you know the cost of living index actually the, the terms this 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 segues neatly into something i was going to ask you about have you heard of the mandela effect no I mean, you know, lots of people are going to be going, oh, granddad, have you not heard of the Mandela effect? I knew about the Mandela effect 20, you know, whatever. But anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm just beginning to discover what it's about. The Mandela effect is that I think the theory is that there's been some kind of glitch in the space-time continuum, probably caused by CERN or something. But the point is that things that we remember vividly have having happened in the, in the past have been subtly changed so that they know they are no longer the case. And the best example I've come across is: Do you remember? You remember um, Moonraker, the, yes. the Bond movie. Yes. Okay. At the end, when Jaws is floating in space with the the girl, I think she's got pigtails, hasn't she? And she I, opens her mouth. Yes. What do you see? When she, she opens her, her mouth. Oh, she got matching teeth to match Jaws's teeth. Something like that. She's got braces, hasn't she? Braces, okay, yeah. Apparently, if you look at the movie now, she's not where she hasn't got braces. Right. I, I mean, it's so so obvious that they that that she did have braces. I mean, anyone who I, so I so don't, what do you, what do you think is going on? I don't know. I I I I, I simply haven't a clue. I mean, Sir would be what, my best guess. What, why is it called the Mandela effect? What's it got to do with Nelson Mandela? Um. I think I, I glanced at this a second before before we we recorded this. I think it's because lots of people think that Mandela died in prison, whereas he didn't. Right. So this isn't. This I, mean, isn't I, I think it's a pretty poor example because I didn't think he died in. No, in, I didn't in either. But but it's no. not a conspiracy theory. This is a this is a this is a, a a well known term in psychology. Is it to describe people imagining people remembering something which didn't actually happen in a, in the way that they remember it. But but they're absolutely convinced that it did. I think so. I'm 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 right. I'm not sure. Um, but I tell you, I've got I've got I've got, I've got I've got I've got I've got. Well, I've, I wonder if I've got. It, it it sounds slightly different from um, false memory syndrome. So I think my earliest memory uh, is Winston Churchill's funeral, because I remember. That's I think, not possible. I think. Well, <laughs> I think I remember 
um, my father taking my older sister, but not me. So I had that kind of, you know, abandonment anxiety. And, you know, it was quite, it was it was you can imagine that 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 could conceivably be a child's first memory being abandoned, being, you know, disfavored for a sibling. That's the sort of thing that, you know, is more traumatic than anything else at that age. Um, but I, but having said that, I would have been about two and a half. So um, uh, maybe it's maybe it, maybe I'm just imagining that that's my first memory. Um, it probably, I thought you died probably, in 1965. Yeah, 65. So I was born in 63. God, you're really old. I am quite old. Yeah, yeah. Tobes, <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were in my generation. Well, I am. But your technically, generation. no. Technically, you're not. Actually, I think technically, I'm Generation X, and, and I'm you, a baby boomer. No, I, I once looked boomer. this up. I once looked this up, and. I'm. I'm. I, th- th- it, interestingly, those two generational cohorts overlap for I think one or two years. So I'm in both. I'm both a boomer and Gen X. I don't know, Tobes. I think this explains a lot. I think that the, the fact that you're <laughs> elderly and senile is, is why. I mean, why your cognitive skills aren't very good, and why you are not as advanced in your thinking as me. <laughs> that would be it. Well, Everything uh, is explained. Well, thanks, Tobes. Uh, That's well, good. I, 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 do, I don't see myself as being a wholly different generation to you, Joe. I think this is. A, I think this is another victory for t- after the, the the glorious victory last last week when <laughs> I'm, I'm still wearing my. You know, interestingly, do you think think that that it can't be that far off, probably 10, maybe less years in our future will be our favourite part of of the newspaper will be the obituary section in which we'll constantly be combing it um, for, for, for contemporaries of ours who've done much better than us but who've died before us i imagine that that's a great source of comfort oh that's already started as, happening hasn't it uh, has it i am a, uh, I, I well i very no I, now i don't i don't i don't celebrate when i see a contemporary of mine um in the obituary pages or when i get a kind of you oh, know, I see, no. the, the, the brazen nose which is the annual magazine of um uh people who went to brazen nose when i see contemporaries of mine who've died i don't feel a kind of sense of schadenfreude or triumph i i i actually feel a bit sorry for them crumbs that he went a bit early or she, she didn't have a very good innings but i imagine in about 10 15 years time i will not be able to disguise my pleasure at discovering that i've outlasted particularly someone much more successful and richer than me Yes, it will, it, it will happen, Tobes, don't, don't you worry. I'm sure it will. Listen, James, we better not totally ignore what's happening in the world. Um, and I thought that even someone as jaundiced and um, pessimistic as you um, would, would cook, cannot, cannot help but be pleased by the mass protests erupting all over China, um, seemingly against President Xi's uh, unbelievably draconian zero COVID policy. It, it was prompted by, as I'm sure you know, um, a fire in a block of flats, a kind of mini Grenfell, which killed 10 people. And they were literally barricaded in their homes by the Chinese COVID police because there'd been a COVID outbreak in this particular section of the building. So they were locked in their homes, couldn't escape. There was a fire. 10 people died that create that and that and that 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 has that 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 set off a wave of protests which now seem to be engulfing large parts of the country the latest is that um covid testing centers have been smashed 
Uh, and the police seemingly, um, you know, in spite of them being unbelievably numerous and brutal and unpleasant, don't 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 seem able to contain this. I mean, and it could be it could be the beginning of the end for Xi. Though that may be wildly optimistic. But I mean, it, it'd be it'd be fantastic if this actually if 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 Xi's overreach. If, if if his attempts to implement this unbelievably draconian lockdown policy actually brings about his demise, that'll send a message. I mean, not only will that be fantastic, it could be the end of, you know, communist oppression um, for, you know, over a billion people. But in addition, um, uh, it, it will send a warning message to, you know, would-be dictators around the world if if you try and turn the screw too tightly if you impose another lockdown if you try and duplicate this policy which originated in the most authoritarian society in the world you could be next so anyway i'm I'm quite optimistic about this i'm quite excited about it okay so i suppose my 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 take would be uh twofold first of all um what can never be sure about whether we're being sold a pup with these stories. I mean, I, I, I distrust any, any story coming out of China by whatever means. I mean, you only have to look at some of this, the crazy stuff that was coming out of China in the run-up to the, to the, the, the pandemic. Um, you know, people, people keeling over and, and all these stories about people being welded into, their, into their, their flats and stuff. I mean, I do think it is absolutely horrific the way that, that cities in, in China have been... Not, kept on lockdown for, well, hundreds of days in some cases, um, or over 100 days anyway, which, which sounds absolutely nightmare, nightmarish, and, and I think people must be being driven mad by it. Um, the, the, the second thing is, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's always nice to see um, uh, an, an authoritarian, extreme authoritarian regime um, threatened, if, 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 if that is the case. Um, but... I don't, I don't think the way the world's going, we're in any position right now to point at, point at Xi's China and go, gosh, it's so much worse than our regime, because it ain't. I mean, the, the, he is no more or less evil than, than the people running the West right now, in, in my view. So I, 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 I can't enjoy schadenfreude or kind of that, that, that sort of feeling, that feeling of superiority that we were encouraged to have when, when, when we were being educated to think this way. Uh, well, that, that, that how we'd won the lottery in life and actually things were so much better here. I just don't buy that anymore. I think, I think that we are, that, that, that the people who are calling the shots in our country, in the US and elsewhere, are just as evil, just a bit more insidious than President Xi. That's a bit, bit less obvious in the way they go about it. And, and yeah, the idea that you should have any faith in our political system, I just, just think is a sign of, of terminal naivety. I think it would, I mean, I, of course, there are many shortcomings of, um, uh, political leaders and political systems in the West, but I don't think they're morally equivalent to President Xi in communist China. I mean, I can't think of um, a, a Western liberal democracy that um, has enslaved, you know, nearly two million people um, because because they because of their. Well, what do you think about CBDCs? Beliefs. Where where do you think CBDCs are going? What do you think? I mean, you're talking about we're, we're, our current prime minister, Rishi Sunak, the guy who, when he was chancellor, was was boasting about how yes, they were going to roll out CBDCs. CBDCs are digital slavery. It's it, the the fact that, that that it doesn't involve gulags is, is, well, is neither here nor there. Well, it's, it's, well I don't think a, you can say that that you know Rishi Sunak's intention to um, create a central bank digital currency is morally equivalent to actually enslaving. 
up it to totally two million is. weeks. It, to- it totally is. The, 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 that, that's and, a bit of a stretch. <laughs> and also, I mean, it, it's uh, CBCD, um, uh, central bank digital currency, is in itself um, uh, isn't a form of enslavement. It it is programmable, and if it becomes programmed, whereby you know you're, you're limited in how much you can spend, say on petrol or alcohol or fatty foods or sugary drinks each week, then yes, that would be a grotesque interference in our liberty. But I also I don't well, I, I think I, I you're don't saying think if like it's like it's only an if it's a when they wouldn't be introducing these things for any other reason. Well, this, this I, is the. I think. I think. I think. I think. I think that. I think if 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 anyone in this country tried to do that, um, it would it would be challengeable in the courts. And I think. No. Uh, I think. I think. I think. I think a, a challenge would succeed. But I don't think. I don't think Rishi Sunak is going to try and do that. I think. I no think one. Be... No one wants. No one wanted smart motorways. No one wanted HS two. Nobody. Nobody wants um, uh, uh, net zero. And yet all these things. No one wants 20, 20 mile hour traffic traffic neighborhoods and yet weirdly despite democracy which is supposed to in your theory um stop these things happening all these things are happening with with bells on the 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 the, the idea that we can somehow vote away this stuff or public pressure or our, our court system which is completely compromised and has been since at least the tony blair era the idea that this can be fought off is just just unicorn latin it's pie in the sky it it it's not going to happen. Well, um, I know we 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 differ about that, uh, but I think I mean it sounds to me like you ought to spend six months living in communist China if you really think that there's no. Real oh yeah, it's a bit between, like saying, oh, between, you don't believe in Britain government, then China. try living in Somalia. It, it, it's such a, a sort of glib and pathetic line, Tobes. It's isn't it a I, bit glib to say that there's it, no it, real it, moral what, difference between China and the United Kingdom or the, the United States? Look, digital digital slavery is 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 as bad as anything anything that, that they they do in China. It's it's just and and but it's a hypothesis, for, for, for James. People, it's a hypothesis. It hasn't happened yet. Whereas the, 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 the reality yeah, of the that's dystopia how you always, in China. that's how you always always operate. You, you're always allowing things that you're. Imagining that these things are being introduced with good good intentions, and and therefore they are not open to um, to uh, the, the abuse will never happen. And I'm saying the abuse is planned into the operation all along. CBDC. When Rishi talks about CBDCs, he is not thinking. Well, of course, I would never use them to to um, police the kind of. Um, expenditure people can have. I, I I would never have a rule whereby you are not allowed to spend your CBDC more than five miles from your home. Of course, he knows exactly what's going on because he's obeying orders. Because he's he's a wef man through and through. Uh, I mean, they all are. The, the 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 world is run by central bankers now. Yeah, but my 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 point, James, is that let's suppose you're right. Um, uh, none of this has actually happened yet. So I don't see how you can possibly say, you know, China is, we're, we're no different to China. I mean, maybe, you know, in 15 years time, um, the West will have become much more like China and we won't be able to kind of, um, you know, uh, feel smug about living in a free country. But that hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. Um, you this know, is, so this even, is even if you're right, terms. even if you're, you're right, even giving... if, no, no, I'm, 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 cons- I'm saying even if you're right, it does seem nonetheless a little bit extreme to say there's no real difference at the moment, morally, between China and, you know, the UK or the US. None of that's happened yet. 
Um, because you because you you will always attribute good faith. We still live in a, to no, these the people. fact is we still live whether or not we will live in a in a in a, in a free country in fifteen years time. We still live in a much freer country than than the citizens of communist China. I mean, you can't dispute that. It's just a question of of, of who is more overt about it. But it's it, the the problem the problem is the same. And I would argue that actually that the the enemy plane in view is 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 less dangerous than the the enemy which people like you are in denial of that that you don't want to believe it exists and it does exist it's real well, and the fact that that, that you, you you're sort of still making excuses for them makes them makes them much more dangerous than well, one which people can resist just okay just just parking this issue of whether um there's any real difference between communist china and you know the democratic west um maybe you know, if 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 Xi is actually brought down by this wave of protests currently engulfing China, it'll send a message to our political <laughs> leaders that if you try and harness technology to create this surveillance society in which the population is really heavily controlled, um, the population will revolt and you will be brought down too. So even supposing you're right about the bad intentions of people like Rishi Sunak and Justin Trudeau, that what they really want to do is create a kind of control system which is almost identical to the control system which has been rolled out in communist China. Surely you should celebrate what's happening in China now because it makes that less likely. It sends our political leaders a message that, you know, there's only so much that, that you know, um, a, a, a population will stand for. And beyond a certain point, they won't endure it any longer. These people you call our, our political leaders, you're assuming that they have agency. They don't. They, they're, just, they're just puppets. It's, it's not, they don't make the decisions. Well, whoever's planning it, it'll be a message mm. for them, won't it? Anyway, should we hear from another of our advertisers? I think it's we my turn. Do you like the idea of a freshly mown lawn every day without you or your gardener having to lift a finger? If so, you should consider getting a robot mower from robotmowerssurrey.co.uk. Robot Mowers Surrey is run by Richard, a gardener with over 15 years garden maintenance experience. Inevitably, a large part of the work has been mowing lawns. However, for the last couple of years, Richard has been recommending and installing robot mowers, as he says he can't compete with the quality of service these robots provide. Compared with the cost of paying someone to cut your lawn, robot mowers usually pay for themselves in little over a year. Or, if you mow your lawn yourself, think of the hours every year you'll save. Better still, because the robots can cut every day, the lawn always looks newly cut and neat, and you will no longer have piles of grass clippings to deal with, as the daily clippings are left on your lawn and are too small to notice. To find out how it all works, visit Robot Mowers Surrey. That's mowers plural, so note the double S, dot co dot UK. Robot mowers can be installed by the homeowner, but experience goes a long way, and Richard offers a comprehensive installation service as well as supplying the robots. Of course, he doesn't only serve Surrey. He can supply robot mowers to anywhere in the UK and offers the installation service all over the southeast and can go further afield depending on the job or recommend a more local colleague. So why not get your robot mower from fellow London Calling Listening, Spectator Reading, Free Speech Union member Richard. Email him at richard at robotmowerssurrey.co.uk. So what else has been happening in the world, James? What else has caught your attention 
Um, I imagine uh, you were horrified by the, um, the Balenciaga ad, advert. by the Balenciaga campaign. Exactly, I was about. It's to just one exactly. of the most. It's one of the most hideously disgusting things. Um, and there's a lot of hideously disgusting things around. It's, it, it's unbelievable, isn't it? And when you look at the this really creepy woman who's been who Kim Kardashian. This. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, no, she's she's creepy as well. But but no, um, she's got a she's got a sort of Russian sounding name. Is it Anna Volkova? I sure. think it is. She run Balenciaga. Um, she, she 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 did the. I think she was she was behind behind the shoot, and she's got some really really creepy creepy track record with, with, with sort of flirts with these horrible paedophilic images. She's called sorry. She's called Lotta Volkova, and I've just been looking at photographs of her. I mean, wearing wearing a sort of red shite, shiny devil out, outfit with these dolls sprayed sprayed red, and it, it's. I don't know. Uh, I, what's going on? Why should do we, they? What should we? Do should this? we tap for those for for those our listeners who aren't aware of this horrifying advertising campaign? Do you want to just fill them in? Well, it, it's yeah. So it's children posing with teddy bears in bondage gear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how does that work? How does that make sense on any level, other than that, pure creepy? And it's odd. I mean, uh, what, one thing I haven't understood is is Balenciaga, which is a kind of you know august fashion label yeah. uh, with a storied history. Um, is it selling kind of bondage gear? Is that what these ads are selling? Do you think, or is it just supposed to kind of um, kind of uh, do something for the brand and make you think, oh, they're kind of sexy and edgy? Yeah, edgy, edgy. <laughs> I should uh, well, I should think. So this woman, Lotta Volkova, has has posted on her Instagram page with the hashtag Moloch. She's po- posted up like, pictures of chil- of children being being sacrificed to to Moloch because that's what he that's what he liked Moloch li- still likes probably. Uh, I, I mean, and, and, well, well, and one 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 re- really creepy uh, dimension to this campaign is that in one of the um, campaign ads they've got kind of some documents scattered on a coffee table and they are Supreme Court rulings about kind of in child pornography cases so you know the the, the connection between these images and child pornography um is is more or less explicit um you know they can't claim oh no that was never our intention we're not actually trying to normalize child pornography we're making it obvious that that's what we're doing by including you know this these documents in this photograph yes it's extraordinary isn't it that that they're, they're absolutely but what's extraordinary yeah. is they thought that you know they thought that an advertising campaign um, uh, trying to normalise um, the sexualization of children um, would um, enhance the brand. Um, I mean, well, maybe what's... maybe with its target market, it does. I mean, I don't know. Do, do you know anyone who wears Balenciaga? No, I, I don't. Um, are, they, uh, are they all pedos? Um, but well, but the the the, the, um, the I don't know if you saw Kim Kardashian's statement about it. But so Kim Kardashian is a is a, is a brand ambassador. Oh, she's Balenciaga. not. Oh, that's fantastic. No, she is. Um, and uh, and 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 she, and and you know people have been asking her how how, how she responds to this. Uh, 
advertising campaign uh, for a few days and she's kept Sturm and she finally released a statement I think last night in which she said I've I've the reason I haven't responded soon is because I wanted a time to reflect and I wanted to ask you know my colleagues at Balenciaga exactly how this happened and uh, and and she's satisfied by their explanation that you know um that 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 it that it, that, that it was a rogue advertiser who kind of just kind of uh, went off the reservation produced these yeah. ads without the blessing or authorization of the kind of high ups at Balenciaga and she's very she's very she's been very impressed by the way they've immediately condemned the ads and apologized of course and they have, yeah. them. so so she's probably going to stay at Balenciaga for the foreseeable future it was really quite quite an it's extraordinary mealy mouth bit of self-serving nonsense it's quite a dangerous thing being a, a brand ambassador do you, do, are you aware of of um, we, we talked about the collapse of ftx which is obviously this this yeah w- worse than enron this massive pon- ponzi scheme and you know deeply dodgy uh, extremely dodgy operation despite what the new york times may may claim um and one of the brands, because as you know, FTX bought up lots of, of, of American sporting stars and, 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 and people like that. And one of, the, one of the people who was a brand ambassador was, if you come across Kevin O'Leary, I think he, he sort of talks about financial companies and things. He had he, been a brand ambassador for FTX and, and somebody asked him in an interview, <laughs> put him on the spot, asking him, if you could, if Sam Bankman-Fried, the, the guy behind um, uh, FTX, if he started up another business, would you, would you invest in it? Or would you? And there was a long, long pause. And, and then he said, yes, he would. Uh, which is, <laughs> I mean, but, uh, he, he was obviously in a difficult position there, but I would say that his future was a kind of credible brand ambassador is 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 seriously jeopardized who would you be a, a brand ambassador for what, what which things would you think are absolutely super um well, I, i'd be I, a brand I, ambassador for for fox hunting well if, if i was approached by queen's park rangers who said that yeah. they, they needed to um uh improve their image amongst you know old age pensioners like me then yeah i i, I could i could imagine i could imagine uh, becoming a brand ambassador for qpi i, I wouldn't turn that down you wouldn't feel compromised by their piss poor performance <laughs> <laughs> well that's priced in with football isn't it um i don't think it wouldn't come as a great shock to anyone i couldn't be accused of um leading any anyone up the garden path i don't think um i think people know exactly what how qpi are likely to perform over the next few seasons but there it is. I, I, yeah, I'd be. A, I, I mean, I'd, I'd be a brand ambassador for things that that would be beneficial to my life. So, obviously, if I if I got a few days out with with different um, packs and and maybe a, you know a, a decent bomb proof hunter every is it, is it, every Saturday. Is there, is there any is there any particular is there any commercial product any particular brand that you feel you know. A huge amount of loyalty to that you would actually be prepared to go Ooh. out there and promote. Um, I mean, presumably, if, if you were offered, you know, a million pounds, <laughs> that would rather open up a lot of possibilities. But um, I do you were like, asked, being asked to do it for free. I do very much like um, RM Williams boots. Okay. Um, it, despite having sort of gone off Australia more or less not not I still love Australia and and some Australians but 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 the regime I think is just ghastly I mean they've just they they've just gone and voted Kim Jong Dan back in in Victoria do you see that 
Dan Andrews is back in in Victoria. No, I didn't see that. It's 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 a, we live in a an obscene world where where everything is rigged. I can't believe that Dan Andrews won legitimately, and I cannot believe that Matt Hancock. This is, American listeners won't understand this reference, but how is Matt Hancock in the, in the final three of I'm a Celebrity? That is rigged. It, it's just there's no well, you know Midazolam Matt, the guy responsible for lots of old people meeting. So I, I've, demise. I've I've um. I've I've been looking into that because I've been puzzled too by how Matt Hancock ended up in the final three. He didn't actually win. I don't know if he. I actually watched the finale last night with my oh, wife. Did you? Um, who won? And uh, a, 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 a woman called Jill, who was who had the kind of who had this. She had, she had, she, had, she was a triple threat because um, she's um, a lioness. So she was in the um, uh, uh, World Cup winning oh, pretend England football. women's football yeah. team. So she has that going for her. Um, she's um, she's a lesbian, um, and and she's also she's oh, also. But well, they all are, aren't they? The entire, pretty much and every she, she, English women's sporting team is full is full of well, lesbians. I, 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 but she's also um, she's also she's also got a charming Geordie accent and a, and a kind of winning personality. So I think, I, and she's going to apparently go on to make millions as a result of having won. I'm a celeb, you know, as the brand ambassador for God knows what Iceland and. Um, Asda and Lidl or whatever it is. Anyway, um, my theory about why Hancock managed to do so well, in spite of being pretty charmless, is um, uh, first of all, ITV spent a lot of money to to, to lure him into the jungle, um, yeah. and and um, they didn't want to. They, they wanted to get bang for their buck, and they also mm. knew that the longer he remained in, the more coverage the show would get in the Sun and the Mail and the rest of it. Um, and on social media. Um, so I think they edited the footage um, yes. uh, to make him appear much more appealing uh, than he really is. No, they t- TV out. wouldn't do that. TV I mean, never edits ed- no, ed- selectively to, they, for a given they, effect. They, 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 I think that, 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 I think that, that's not a conspiracy theory. That is, that is, that is, <laughs> that, that's par for the course. Of course they do. Um, they want to keep certain people in and they don't care about other people falling by the wayside. So there was that. But in addition, apparently... Matt, it says either we're in a piece in the Guardian about this, um, uh, but but Matt Matt has a PR team who've been working around the clock to keep him in the jungle, and the, the, they're kind of one of the ways they've been doing that is that they've created this TikTok account, um, and they've included his his like best bits in form of clips on this TikTok account, as well as detailed instructions of how to download the ITV app and vote for Matt Hancock. If you vote for him online, it's a kind of, um, it's a kind of uh, data gathering operation. So if you vote, for, if, if, if it's now free to vote to keep your favourite celeb in the jungle, because in return for being able to vote, you have to kind of hand over all your personal information to this itv app um so anyway tiktok i think i think his apparently his tiktok operation has been second to none uh and that that's definitely so he's helped, run by the chinese him. communist party basically <laughs> maybe 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 the chinese communists have, yeah well, have of course he is i mean apparently there. most mps are um should we should we do another because uh, uh, we've we've got my accountant round now and, and so uh, i'm Obviously, yeah, we've, let, obviously, we, obviously, we've got. To, we, we'll have time to do um, culture, culture corner. corner. Yeah, let me do, do this your advert. Yeah. Whether like me, you leap hedges on your sixteen-hand hunter, or like Toby, you brave Reykjavik's volcanic ash. What do you do when you're snowed under and notice your fiercely independent elderly elderly mum or dad isn't coping? This would have been a, a disaster. 
but now you can whip out your phone and call the Family Emergency Service. That is, the Live-In Care Company. Call 0118-914-5300. The liveincarecompany.co.uk does exactly what it says on the tin. The Live-In Care Company, run by a fellow London caller, rocks a 97% five-star trust pilot rating and... The Live-In Care Company believe that your family should be cared for at home by carers who actually do care. We do not believe a synthetic and potentially locked-down environment of a residential care home can compare to -to one-to-one care in your own family home. As one amazed Trustpilot reviewer wrote recently, we urgently needed a carer with only 24 hours notice. This company contacted us very promptly and had a carer for the position within a couple of hours of their call. Absolutely amazing service with very professional caring attitude and a very personal touch to our care needs. This company is far the best we have used. Get in touch via www.theliveincarecompany.co.uk or ring us for a no obligation conversation on 0118 914 5300. We would love to help. James, um, someone recently commented, I think, um, that the reason they liked our podcast so much is because it was like a throwback to the kind of first generation of podcasts back in the kind of amateurish era when it was just like a couple of kind of CB radio enthusiasts discovering how to kind of jointly record a conversation. I thought it was Liz Truss, not internet. Theresa May. Sorry? Is, I, thought, I thought it was Liz Truss who liked our, po- our podcast, not Theresa May. I didn't say it. You must have misheard me. No, I was talking about this. wasn't I'm not making a reference to either Liz Truss or Theresa May. Oh, no, sorry. Saying, <laughs> so, so, someone said they liked our podcast because it was like a throwback to the kind oh. of first generation of podcasts. It was incredibly amateurish, slapped. Oh, yeah, thrown. it probably is original. Yeah, yeah, it, original. Yeah, yeah. Old school. It, it, you can hear things like doors slamming in the backgrounds and. But, family members telling off the dog and that's like you don't get that in 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 kind of uh, the the latest generation of podcasts oh, which is just like i kind can't of, uh, bear the slickness <laughs> some know. of the american podcasts they're so they're so bloody slick and they're really they're really good at their the 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 intro bit takes about five minutes where they talk about their sponsors and stuff and talk about how you can get the money which is i mean i'm, I'm rubbish at that and i wish i, I were better at it because I, I definitely have a bigger income but it's just like, oh, it's not real, is it? No, it's they're no. all so slick. I, I much prefer this uh, put together with um, you who and sellotape feel that London Calling has. Um, by the way, you're, did it, did I just hear you say your accountant has come to your house? You, you pretend to be this kind of uh, poor, beleaguered, impoverished journalist desperately trying to kind of you know um uh, hold things together but your accountant just came to your house james you must be rich no no everyone um i don't know it maybe it's different in the uh, in in the in town like if you live in london you, you probably would go and see your accountant but but around here you know things well accountants make house calls i'm sure that's not yeah. fa- well, typical we're, we're for talking, everyone who lives in the we're country only, we're only talking once a year and he does does the wife as well so he's killing two birds with one stone and he also I think he think- recognises that we are very, very sketchy. I mean, basically, he will send me about 10 emails and I will respond to one of them. So I think it's a way of kind of pinning us down. You know, you can't get away if I come to your house. You see, if, you were, if, you, if, if, if the accounts weren't worth more to him, I imagine he'd just, he'd just get rid of you um, if you failed to return 
10 emails in succession but it must be that the, 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 the you're both such you know you're, you're both such whales you're essentially keeping him afloat yeah. as an accountant it, because they're two such enormous accounts that's why he's willing to go this this extra yard to we look are after you. so rich it's amazing so it's, just just if, before if we could just before we get on to, 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 to Culture Corner, I just wanted to briefly mention, did you see that, I couldn't believe this, Jonathan Van Tam, who was, I think, the deputy, um, uh, what, um, medicine chief for England, yeah. um, uh, is, is going to get a permanent role on Call the Midwife. As I imagine, a doctor, or perhaps this, even playing oh, himself. That's interesting, Tobes. This confirms my, my theory that everyone in the public eye is... Uh, I mean, uh, slightly above our level, um, is an actor. They are that, that, like like I mentioned <laughs> last week that um, Alistair Campbell and and um, that weird supposed Tory that wandered over Afghanistan. What's Florence place? of Belgravia. Florence of Belgravia. Yeah. These people are fakes. They're all the, 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 in many cases they're they're lifetime actors. They were selected from from very early on to, for the for these these roles. I, I think Boris is probably one as well. <laughs> they're not real the, the, the whole world is, 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 is fake yeah I hadn't anticipated that take I was going to I was going to say that um, you know it must be because you know even though he started out uh, wanting you know perhaps the pinnacle of his ambition was to go from deputy chief medical officer for England to chief medical officer for England and replace Chris Whitty but no turns out he's become so um uh he so adores all the attention he got and being recognised by people in the street and in supermarkets and at dinner parties. He so enjoys the seeming enhancement in his status. Now he's got this kind of huge public visibility. He wants to sustain it by going on Call the Midwife. Same reason I think Matt Hancock probably went into I'm a Celeb. It wasn't part of some, you know, Machiavellian PR strategy. Of course it was. It was exactly Machiavellian. It was, it was, it's just, it's just because he just loves the attention and he thought, well, I'm not going to be in the cabinet so the only way to get on telly now is to do i'm a celeb instead they just no. love it they become addicted to their own publicity they're doing they it to, to mock they us, google Toby. themselves every day and they, if they don't see enough hits they say what can i do i, I know I'll, I'll see if i can get on i'm the mid call the midwife just very quickly tobes going back to the mandela effect this is another this is another one that um do you remember a brand of, of sweatshirt called fruit of the loom yes do you remember what their logo looked like oh gosh I'm not sure I do. Was it was it fruit? <laughs> yes. I can't remember anything more than that. Do you, do do you not remember it that the fruit coming out of a cornucopia, out of a kind of a sort of shell or basket, to, you know, shell shaped basket? I'm not sure. Is that what you remember? Actually, that's not true. Well, that's what they claim. They claim it's <laughs> not true, but everyone remembers the, the the cornucopia, not just the the fruit itself. I I I, I don't now they're denying it because they're I, evil. I don't know what will be anyway. So, I, well, now we've established that all fashion labels are basically in in the service of Satan. It, it's it's hardly a stretch, is it, to say that they lie to us about the cornucopia? But, but why which would connects, they? Why would by they, the way, why, with the Hunger why Games. Why would they? But why would they change their logos and like uh, pretend that they hadn't to mess with our heads? Right. It's the denying part that, that that's that's really sinister. Anyway, um, have you been watching anything new? Yeah, I have. Um, I've been watching um, uh, Tokyo Vice. Have you seen this? It's a, it's. I think it's a, it's a joint BBC and American co-production, and um, 
it's, is it, is uh, it reality TV or is it is it drama? No, no, it's a drama. It's like a an eight part drama, mm. and it's set in Tokyo in the noughts, I think, uh, 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 and uh, possibly in the nineties. And it's based on a memoir of someone I think called Jake Edelstein. Um, and he was an American who went to university in Tokyo and became the first kind of Westerner to work for one of the, if not the largest newspapers in Tokyo. And uh, and it's all about his kind of adventures um, on the kind of crime beat working for this. But it's all there's it, it, an overarching story, so it doesn't change each week. It's about, you know, it's about the a kind of war between two different Yakuza clans. Uh, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. The first episode was directed by Michael Mann, I guess. Making oh, I hate him. Connection with, with I hate um, Michael Mann. Just I'm not so talking much. about He's... the I'm not talking about the environmentalist. No, 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 no. It's, it's weird. People called Michael Mann are absolute tossers. So obviously I loathe Michael Mann, the, the creator of the, the hockey stick, the hockey stick fake, yeah. fake alarmist curve. But equally, Michael Mann, the film director, is one of the most unpleasant uh, men, men I've ever had to interview. Oh, um, you interviewed him, did you? I, I wonder what this was based on. Yeah, yeah, films yeah. Are he fantastic. Was, he I mean, was really, he really unpleasant. Heat, heat is a masterpiece. Yeah, he was really, un- he was really unpleasant. And um, uh, but but having said that, look, I've I've interviewed lots of lots of Hollywood stars who I'm sure are similarly unpleasant behind the scenes. But being actors, they're quite good at pretending to be nice. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's a really interesting question. Gee, James, you know, whatever. Anyway, the, it, it's irrelevant whether I whether or not I think Michael Mann is a is a, is a good thing. I'll I'll have to check out. It's worth checking out. I think it's pretty good. I mean, it's a little bit slow. And there's quite a lot of kind of stylized footage of kind of the neo-noir Tokyo night scene in the 90s. Um, and some of it is set in a hostess bar. But, it, it, but it's, um, it's good. It's good. It's worth watching, I'd say. What, um, what about you, James? Seen anything good? Um, I've been watching the new Graham, Han- Graham Hancock series. On, on Netflix not so long ago Graham Hancock used to get series on the BBC and I, I, I suspect that he, he's now considered to be too out there are you, are you familiar with Graham Hancock? no I don't think so Graham Hancock is, is a well he describes himself as a journalist but he, he does essentially what archaeologists do or what they ought to do which is goes, goes around the world looking at ancient sites and speculating on, on, on their origins and who might be who might be behind them Um. And he, on, on this series, he visits sites which are considerably older than, than, uh, the, the, oh, this is a series tend, about Atlantis? Tend, yeah. Archaeologists okay. tend, yeah. tend to think that, 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 that there are no human, uh, that there's no architecture much beyond 5,000, much further back than 5,000 BC. And he's found stuff that goes way further back. He reckons that something like 12,800 years ago, there was, well, I, th- I think this is widely accepted now, that there was a flood, a great flood, you know, the one in Noah. But, but every culture seems to, that it gets mentioned in, in Gilgamesh. and it, Every culture around the, the world has this ancestral story about, about the floods. And also, many of these cultures seem to have this, uh, um, this theme that knowledge was passed on Prometheus-like to to humans by this by a kind of super race, whether they're giants or or, or super intellectuals, or that, that and, and it seems to be that that 
there were survivors of the flood. So, so there are survivors from the previous um, ice age um, who who passed their wisdom on to us, and and that um, there may have been civilizations at least as sophisticated as thousands and thousands of years ago, which the archaeologists are very uncomfortable acknowledging. Anyway, I, I love all this stuff, um, but I was watching it with the wife who was just didn't like it at all. And I think that this is the problem when you're, if you're not down the rabbit hole, you, 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 you come across a program like this and you are constantly looking for reasons not to like it, for reasons to distrust the message. And I think that Netflix has not done it any favours. I, 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 I think that there is, there is too much time. Hancock spends too much time telling us how he's a kind of maverick and how lots of archeo- mainstream archaeologists disagree with him. I don't know why that's necessary. Um, and the, the way it's shot is really, really busy. So lots of different camera angles. And, and, it, and it's, just, it's just rather distracting because what, what it does is it gives the impression that the, the program needs to work hard to make you to keep you interested like like your ADHD kids sitting in the in the classroom you know you're the naughty kids and and the teachers having to do lots of sort of stuff to keep your attention and i think that this detracts from the actual material i think i think the graham hancock's theories are 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 very interesting and and and, and sound and uh, I, I, I'm very suspicious of the architectural establishment. Sorry, the archaeological establishment. In the same way, I'm deeply suspicious of the paleontological, paleontological establishment and the medical establishment. I think that all establishments are, are suspects, suspect because they're about propping. You know, they're about pulling up the drawbridge, about gatekeeping. And I think that Hancock is onto something. But I don't think Netflix has done him any favors. Okay, I, I have. I've, I read a piece. Um, in the Guardian, which quoted the Guardian a lot hated of, it. I quoted a lot of archaeologists saying this is absolute nonsense and um, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be peddled as kind of um, uh, archaeologically respectable. Um, yes, the there are closed shops. Atlantis existed is is pretty threadbare and pretty speculative. Um, but no, I haven't seen it, so um, maybe I'll maybe I'll check out an episode. I've also been I've been listening to Barry Lyndon, which is I think quite entertaining. I'm quite enjoying it. So thanks. For oh, the good, James. Yeah. Have you have you read it? No, I haven't. Uh, I tell you what, though, Tobes. Before I go, um, I'm I'm so enjoying the way we live now. It is just oh, fantastic. good, good, oh, oh great, good. Trollope is. I, I, I think his insight into into how how the world works and and human psychology is extraordinary. Yeah, he's, he's often dismissed as, well. as being a potboiler writer, but but I think actually he's okay. He was very prolific, um, but he's great. No, it's a fantastic book. Yeah, yeah, highly recommended. Okay, I'm going to go and uh, um, go, go, do, we'll go, go, go and sort out how to save millions in your next yes. tax return with your unbelievably. I bet he flew an honest chopper, didn't he, to uh, to to spend the day <laughs> yes, with you? Of course, he did. Yeah. His gold-plated <laughs> chopper. All right. Okay, mate. All right. See you next week. Bye. Okay, bye. This is London calling. Ricochet. Join the conversation.